hi guys. <clears throat> Sorry for that voice crack there. Um, I finally got internet and so I decided, you know, it's long overdue to do an actual recording or episode. And for this episode, I wanted to talk more about what I've mentioned before, my path that I'm following, and that's a Asatru. And um, Asatru is the Norse pagan religion that people, you know, seem to talk, follow in, like, Scandinavian. It's an old Germanic uh, type of worship. And in the language they call Old Norse, it actually means faith in the Asir. The Asir, I don't, don't chastise me, I'm not sure if I'm even pronouncing that right, but those are the Germanic gods, if I'm correct. Those are your people like Loki, Odin, you know, all the big guys of the, all the big gods of the stories. Um, other than that, it's a, Usually they're referred to as heathens, but the proper term for someone who's practicing Asatru is an Asatrar. And. Sorry for that. Let me just turn off my notification sounds. <laughs> um, it's also sometimes called Wotanism, Wotanism, or Germanic Neo Paganism. Which, honestly, I do not like that word neo-paganism. I understand that it just, it's used to describe the fact that it's something that is more um, modern. And let me, t- there's nothing modern about Asatru except for the fact that our practices have probably been modernized. And part of that has to do with the fact that this was a religion that was started 400,000 years ago, like long, long, long before Christianity or um, monotheistic religions have come into play. So the fact that it's called neo-paganism kind of irks me because it's like, no, this is actually very ancient. This is so old, so much older than you know, and... So the fact it's not really Neo, but I do partially understand because we, part of Asatra is we don't have one specific, we don't have an all-knowing book like a Bible that tells us exactly what happened, when it happens, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to, we just kind of have multiple different sources that have come from a like ancient um, research and stuff like that. So people who have found Viking graves, you know, cave drawings and all that other crazy stuff. So it's very difficult to piece together the actual religion and what you're supposed to do and believe in, um, because of this. And one of my favorite books right now is, it's called Asatru. I think it's, it says, a pra- it's a practical heathen's guide. I don't remember the artist, but that's one that talks a little bit more about the history in depth and it's actually pretty cool because it goes on to tell you exactly roughly when they first started or had logs of vikings and such like that to the last time they i don't remember is the first or last time they raided but it also talks about it roughly around what time it was that people started to actually 
um, move from our ancient ways of paganism into converting into Catholicism and Christianity. Uh, honestly, I want to talk about the fact that it was a long process in order for them to actually completely switch over. And honestly, that's going to be kind of reasonable. You can't just go to people and tell them that their spiritual and godly beliefs are absolutely wrong and they need to worship someone else. It's just not going to work out, which is part of the reason why a lot of our modern day celebrations are, or, you know, Christian holidays that they like to pinpoint is actually very, very, very close to our sabbats and our holidays which is something that I do plan on talking about eventually so speaking of holidays uh there are multiple different festivals that we do so we have a a stara or you know however you want to pronounce it which is one of the um celebrations and sabbats that you will actually find in the um I want to say it's the Wiccan calendar, but it's not really just Wiccan. It's more so in general, like, I'm going to call it the witchcraft calendar. But this is the Wicca calendar and stuff like that. It has a Satru or Astara, sorry. And they also have Yule in common, which is December the 19th of December to the 1st of January for us. I believe it's different for Wiccans. I think for Wiccans, it's based off of, there's like three or four days and it's based off the the moon, I believe. And Astara, like I mentioned beforehand, that's the 21st of March, but Astara is usually uh, the form of Easter. And then we have Midsummer, which is also in common with the Wiccan calendar. And that's the 21st of June. And if I'm correct, I believe that's a harvest. I'm a little rusty on the holidays here. Because I like almost never have time to participate in them. Even though I would love to. But then there's other festivals called Disting. Which is the first new moon in February. Walpurgis Night. 30th April, the 1st of May. Frey Fest, 21st of August, Fall Feast, 21st of September, Harvest Feast, 31st of October. So, uh, I'm not 100% sure on these holidays yet because I have, like I mentioned, I'm still new to Satru, but I do know that I believe there are just as many on the Wiccan calendar, and if you look at the traditions on the Wiccan calendar, you will realize how close they are to Christian holidays and how closely our traditions are to the New Day Christian Age holidays. So I want to give an example of this. So Christmas is one of the biggest examples. There's Christmas and you have Yule. So those are the two separate ones. Yule actually is where you get the traditions of, you know, decorating a Christmas tree. 
I believe that there's actually been something mentioned in the Bible about how you're not supposed to do that. And the decorating of a tree, I believe, is a Germanic uh, tradition, which I'm not 100% sure if that's relating to a Sadru. But I do know that part of the tradition for the Wiccan calendar or whatever you guys want to call it, uh, it's, you know, there's the burning of the Yule log. So it's strange and it's interesting to see how much of it lines up with the Wheel of the Year. That's what it's called. The Wheel of the Year. Not the Wiccan calendar. The Wheel of the Year. So, uh... It's very interesting to look into and look into the history because I also remember reading about one of the, um, one of the Sabbaths I remember reading about and I was writing something about it and it was so strange because every time you look into a Sabbath, it normally has more than three different type religions as to what it relates to. So if you type in Astara, it'll give you... You know, it'll give you the Wiccan belief, it'll give you Germanic, it'll give you Swedish, like, it'll give you, a lot of times there's just multiple different areas and different religions that go into these Sabbaths, and they're all relatively close to being the same. So, uh, <clears throat> again, Asatru is polytheistic, that is where you worship, you know, the gods, the bigger ones are Thor, Odin, Freya, Frigg, Freyr, Tyr, Loki, and Heimdall. So, of course, those should all sound very familiar to, you know, thank you to Thor from the uh, Marvel Universe. So, which is another thing, too. If you have not looked into Asatru, but you have watched Thor, I just want you to know that they are so not accurate. Um, there are some things that are accurate, yes, but a lot of it is not accurate. Thor is not at all the, um, what do you, how do you put it? You know, how noble Thor is in, in you know, the movies, but he's not exactly all that noble in a lot of the stories. So I do read one book that tells you more about the tales, the traditional tales of the the Asir. And um one of them, because the the starting of the book is called The Children of Odin. And the beginning of the book it tells you all of Loki and all of Loki's mistakes. And all of his, you know, heathenry, you know, stuff that he's done to get in trouble. Which is so funny because they try to put him in a bad light. But to me, I don't see him as such a bad character. But I remember in one story, he was mad about some stuff that happened beforehand. So the entire place was mad at him because, um, long story short, he almost killed them <laughs> on accident. But, you know... And so they're all mad at him. They're not really talking to him. So because they're mad at him, he goes, you know what? I'm going to start more trouble. And Sif in the movie is more of Thor's friend, of course, because they have to have the love plot with, you know, the, the earthling. And 
But Sif is originally his wife, and she's supposed to be the most beautiful character with the most beautiful blonde hair, so silky and smooth. And Loki just said, you know what? Fuck Thor. He loves her hair, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chop it off. So he cuts her hair while she's asleep, like completely butchers it. And when Thor comes back from a hunt or something like that, he's like looking all around the castle for Sif and he's trying to find her. And then she's just like hiding in the shadows with a veil, super dramatic. And she's like, oh, Thor, you can't look at me. I'm so ugly. I might as well go live with the dwarves. And he's all like, what nonsense. And then she shows him how he, her hair was like completely butchered. And he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to kill Loki. (laughs) So it's like, it's funny because like, I think any girl could see what goes wrong there. Like she's supposed to be the most beautiful person. Thor only really loves her hair. So it's like Loki chops off her hair and she's like, I'm so ugly, I should go live with the dwarves. Thor, that should have been his cue to be like, no, you're still beautiful. I love you how you are. But what does he go? He goes, he's more like, oh yeah, like you probably should. But you know what? I'm going to kill Loki first for doing this to you. (laughs) So it's like really funny and strange to see the differences between the movies and the uh the actual um trying to word english here brain i just had a brain fart uh the actual traditions in the movies so Again, this is a thousands and thousands of years old, but I believe they started to re-get into Asatru around 1970, if I'm correct, that's what it says. Uh, so, it is sort of a new movement right now, and one of the books mentions that a lot of the traditions are just kind of pieced together. So, there's no one way to really practice Asatru, like, for sure, But there is sort of like a guideline, if that makes sense. So one of the big guides is if you've ever heard about the nine noble virtues, which I don't know if I can remember all of them off the top of my head, but there's honor, honesty, fidelity, um, industriousness, perseverance, that's five, Mm, I'm just going to Google it. (laughs) I could walk upstairs, but you don't want to hear the creaking of my stairs. I promise you. It's courage, truth, honor, fidelity, discipline, hospitality, self-reliance, industriousness, and perseverance. So, there, it's also part of the Odinist values, and I'm going to try and figure out what the difference is between an Odinist and the Asatru, and be- generally, I think it's because Odinist is more of the uh, focus on Odin, versus whereas uh, Asatru is focusing on the Asir altogether, which is preferably my type of thing because, I mean, as much as Odin is considered to be the top tier god, like, 
In some stories, he's the king of the gods. In other stories, he's the god's father. And yeah, so I think, I believe Odinus is just more so focusing on Odin. And some the Odinus values is strength is better than weakness. Courage is better than cowardice. Joy is better than guilt. Honor is better than dishonor. Freedom is better than slavery. Kinship is better than alienation. Realism is better than dogmatism. Vigor is better than lifelessness. And ancestry is better than rootlessness. So. But those. But for some onus values. There are also something called nine charges. And the nine charges were codified by the Odinic rites of 1970. So these. Odin, Odinic rites were started around the time that this began, began to be a big movement again. But these are basically just longer forms of the Odinist values. Um, the nine noble virtues are a little bit easier to remember. As you can tell, they're just kind of like one word. The nine charges are like a whole sentence longer than the Odinist values. And that's one, to maintain candor and fidelity and love and devotion to the tried friend through he strike me, I will do him no scathe. Two, never to make wrongsome oath, for great and grim is the reward for the breaking of plighted troth. Three, to deal not hardly with the humble and the lowly. Four, to remember the respect that is due to great age. Five, to suffer no evil, to go unremedied, and to fight against the enemies of faith, folk, and family. My foes I will fight in the field, nor will I stay to be burnt in my house. Six, to succour the friendless, but to put no faith in the pledged word of a stranger people. Seven, if I hear the fool's words of a drunken man, I will strive not, for many a grief and the very death groweth from out such things. Eight, to give kind heed to dead people, straw dead, sea dead, or sore dead. And nine, to abide by the enactments of lawful authority and to bear with courage the decree of the norms. So, that's more on the noble virtues there. Um, the thing I like about the nine noble virtues is that it doesn't specify exactly what type of religion you have to follow for that it's more in my opinion of a general guide as to how you should probably try and live your life and honestly I think that's awesome especially for someone who's looking to have somewhat of a path but you know doesn't really like the idea of religion so it's almost like um the 10 it's almost like the 10 commandments but they're more so noble they're very courage and honor and family and be strong and stuff like that and I think that's pretty cool and that's like one of my favorite parts too it's more of a general guide so um so a lot of the reasons why we have gone from really existing to dying out was partially because of the conversion from our religions to the Christianity religions. The sad thing about that is that um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that people were, you know, 
a lot of people got injured in the process of stuff like this. Um, not only that, but they were also, I'm trying to figure out what the word was. They're almost like alienated. They were doing so much that they could to suppress this religion. And eventually people just had to succumb. Um, one funny thing too, is I do know a little bit about the Bible. I believe it's Exodus 23 actually mentions, it says that you shall not worship no gods before me for I am a jealous God. And the thing is, I think it's funny because they mention gods plural. So that statement right there, you shall not worship other gods before me. That's the part that people like to focus on when they say that he's a jealous God, you can't worship anyone else. That's not really what it means. If you think about it, it says you cannot worship other gods before him, for he's a jealous God. So basically, that means you can worship your other gods. You just need to prioritize the Christianity God. And I think the funny thing about that is just, I mean, why would you want? To worship. But on the other hand of that. It's also part of the reason that I. It's part of the reasons why I think. You know how I mentioned beforehand. That people were like. We are not just going to give up our traditions. We are not just going to stop believing. In what we believe in. But we will convert. So I think that was more of like. The little. uh, What's the word for it. Pretty sure it starts with a C. Where they just they just kind of agreed that hey yeah we'll we'll be part of your religion but we're still gonna worship our other gods too, and they were like okay, whatever. Um, the thing is, Asadra was also more so for like I said, it's ancient Germanic, which is usually located around like this was around the time of like Iceland and Scandinavia. And, you know, generally those areas, if I can figure out, it's it's more so Swedish. And the thing is, too, is Nordic and Celtic are actually really close together, too. And I believe Celtic is actually more Catholic than Nordic is. Um, so, yeah, that's a little more on Asatru. Uh, there is a website that you can go to. It's asatru.org. And, I mean, I think it's a little helpful. It's not exactly 100% my favorite website that I found. But other than that, there are a couple books that you can get. Um, the Rites of Odin is a good one to go to for a little bit of information. It tells you a little more about the celebrations, how you celebrate. Kind of gives you a little bit of actual, like, guide for celebrations um the thing is I think that's more of an Odinist thing as I said you know rites of Odin there's a Satru a practical heathen's guide um the children of Odin is good for tales um and then there's another one that isn't exactly 100% a Satru or Norse pagan and that is the tales of the green man And I like those tales because the green man is in almost every single religion you can find. It's very nature-based. It personifies nature hardcore. 
And I think that it's a great book to go to for tales and stuff. Because another thing about the Asatru traditions is sort of learning to tell tales and to tell tales throughout, you know, your family and your lineage. And the things is you're supposed to be able to tell them by mouth versus reading it to them. I don't know why, but it's just sort of like a you know, telling kids bedtime stories and stuff like that. Traditions, passing it down the line. So these, I think, are really good for figuring out those tales. If you do want to lead a life of a Satru, I feel like that's one good way to get started is knowing the tales as well. Um, It also helps give you an idea as to what's going on. I do have other books. Again, I don't want to run upstairs and have you hear the creaking of the four but uh so there's a satru there's norse pagan which was a book that i actually bought off of amazon and that has just a little bit of information as well and that i think gives you more of an idea as to who the gods are and all that other stuff so um so to talk a little bit more about myself as far as this path goes I think that it's just huge for me because I am slightly traditional as far as like family values go and stuff like that I am a little more modern you know I'll (laughs) I'll cut a bitch if I have to no I mean like I don't I do think there's a line to be crossed when it comes to family like you need to learn to stand your ground and push back. And that's one thing that I think is awesome about, you know, some of the traditions. And I believe that in the Rites of Odin, it actually highlights a lot of those traditions as to core family values and stuff like that. And one of my favorites, actually, is, you know, that you shouldn't excessively drink and do drugs. Now, this works perfectly fine for me because... I am somewhat of a control freak, so I don't do anything really, um, I don't like to be under the influence of a lot of things, I don't like to drink a lot, I will, (laughs) don't chastise me, I will smoke weed, but I won't even do a lot, it's like one hit, such a lightweight, one hit, I'm out, I'm good, um, and then again, that's even rare, so, and Part of the beliefs is that you shouldn't excessively do those things because having an addiction like that makes you turn on your kin, as it puts. So it's very, it's against the family values to do things unless it's in moderation because of how you can end up treating your family with an addiction like that. But not only that, but also, you know, there's the whole your body's a temple type situation. Except for, it's not a, as the Christians say, your body's a temple, so you, like, shouldn't pierce it or get tattoos. No, it's more of, like, your body's a temple, so you should be healthy, you know? Like, the gods gave you one body, so you should treat it properly. So, you want to do your best to be healthy, especially because that comes into the whole idea of being strong. Um... I'm still slowly trying to work on that. I mean, let's be honest, who likes working out? (laughs) So, um, yeah. 
That's a little bit about Asatru. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you happen to be um, into this, please, I'm still beginner. I'm still new. I'm still learning. If you found something that I have said is incorrect and you're just like, that's wrong. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I can assure you that I know a little bit, but I am on that path and I am learning and I will get there and... Please don't, like, write me off in your mind. I know a little bit about stuff. (laughs) I'm just learning right now, and it's a process. It's a process to be learning a religion that is so uncommon. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you found this information a little bit helpful and intriguing. And I plan and I hope to talk about this a little bit more in depth in the future. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. I'm going to do my awkward exit as I normally do. But uh, I hope you guys have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. And uh, blessed be. (laughs) Bye.